tired? Is your dating scene trash? Is your mental health deteriorating by the minute? This podcast was created with you in mind. Hi, everyone. I am just another millennial living in the District of Columbia, and you might be wondering, why the hell am I going to listen to this girl's podcast? Well, less for the advice column, because my dating life is a tragedy, um, but more so for like the adventure aspect, right? Um, you know how we used to read Goosebumps and you could like choose your own adventure? Well, now you don't have to. <laughs> you can live through my um, treachery. So yeah, it, it's just going to be a blast. Um, join me in my dating adventures. And, um, you know, I hope eventually we'll get callers and a guest on the show to kind of talk about their uh, dating diaspora in D.C. And, um, and yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, I am a sucker for love. And I think there's love out there for everyone, even the consultant bros and the finance bros and the girls who just, quite frankly, um, are just like miserable to be around. Um, so with all of that said, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. And this episode's title is going to be Don't Get Mad. Now, I don't know about um, my listeners, but I am a fucking psychopath. And when I am mad, I um, do everything in my power to make my significant other hate their fucking life. Um, and it's something that I'm working on in therapy, uh, but this is why you should not do it. Um, and it's why I've, you know, been extensively working on being a better person. Um, so mad, uh, mutually assured destruction was the pinnacle of deterrence efforts for the end of the Cold War. Basically, when Russia and the U.S. were threatening to nuke the fuck out of each other. Um, and the deterrence factor is, you know, we don't want to die like a horrific death. So let's let's just not. And I think that's a good approach to take in dating as well. Because when you're upset and you just like harbor on to those ill feelings – you're not really doing anything to benefit you and you're certainly not doing anything to benefit your partner. So it, it just is not mutually beneficial. Um, it's destructive, bottom line. Now you might be wondering what the hell this has to do with dating in the district. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more into that. So this theory effectively prevented all out nuclear warfare. So I'd say like, Agnostically speaking, it was helpful, <laughs> um, but we're going to use this to s assist those happy bastards and, you know, those like super puppy love, Instagram stage relationships, fuck off, and also the sad bastards like me with fizzled out summer flings um, who mercilessly cheated on them. Anyways, neither here nor there. Let's explore. 
The nature of dating is difficult because it's more of an art rather than a science. You can't really attribute theories and fundamental, you know, teachings like you might be able to in warfare. Uh, you're going to find yourself leveraging psychological skills and other skills rather than just pure logic because we have stupid little lizard brains as people and people are dumb as hell. Um, and again, that's, that it just is what it is. I don't care if you're the most intelligent person measured in IQ, you're going to struggle with relationships. Um, and a lot of relationship struggles stem from static. Uh, so these static relationships are going to be those relationships that don't meet our needs, whether that's sexually or emotionally or physically. And it's inevitably going to lead to conflict because we need to constantly be growing and changing as human beings, where if you're static in your job, you're going to look for other options. Um, same thing goes for a relationship. If you're in a static relationship, you're going to want a GTFO and you're going to honestly explore other options and your significant other is going to do the same. So if you are buzzword codependent, this is going to come as a shock to you and maybe even stress you out. And, you know, for the other audience that doesn't have um, trauma, usually stemming from your childhood, uh, codependency is a relationship pattern that results in the emotional fusion of partners. So um, when person A and person B when their lives are so intertwined and their friends are friends and they share the same social circles and they do the same extracurricular activities or they have the same job, there's not enough space to create that, that fun, that flirtation, that, that distance, that, that relationship is bound to get static. Um, so to prevent that, Let's set some boundaries. Let, let's cause some separation. Let's have an increased awareness of what your needs are, what you need out of a relationship. And holy shit, communicate those needs. This is something I have, you know, looked inside, looked internally, because I do not communicate my needs enough, which is a little outrageous because I communicate so much other dumb shit in my life. I communicate on this dumbass podcast, but I'm not communicating my needs to someone I love, someone I want to marry. It doesn't make sense. Um, and it's not to say I need X to your partner. You can make it fun. You can make it flirty. Um, I <laughs> I was talking to a sex therapist and um, again, worry about your business. Okay. Worry about yourself. We'll get more into like... <laughs> the nuances with my sex life. Um, anyways, I was talking to a sex therapist on how to make sex fun and engaging. Make a sex contract with your partner. Say, we're going to have sex this many times a week or this many times a day, or we're going to try anal. We're going to try, you know, 69, which is like super overrated in my opinion. But anyways, um, make it fun, have safe words, have like a crisis protocol if like the relationship is struggling and you think you're going to cheat or you feel like your partner's cheating, communicate those fears. People listen. Usually people are not assholes unless you're my cheating piece of shit ex who's also a Scorpio 
So that's on me for dating a Scorpio. Anyways, communicate. And when you communicate, don't forget to listen. I am calling myself out so hard right now um, because I don't listen. I love to talk, um, but I'm sure there were times that, you know, my cheating piece of shit ex needed me and I wasn't there. So he sought it out in other women. Um, so when you communicate with your partner, make it more of a collaboration. That's going to encourage a future focused approach to the relationship and highlight aspects that you need to be fixed in the immediate future. And that can like kind of tweak the sense of urgency that your partner needs to hear from you. You need to say, I need this now. Not I need this in a month. I need this in two months. Then it's too late, girlfriend, boyfriend. They're cheating. Everyone's cheating. So you can just (laughs) either accept it and be heartbroken, like my sorry sack of shit ass, or you can communicate and talk to your partners or like just be an adult and break up with them. Anyways, it's really important to communicate your needs and actually, let me start over. It is so important to know what you want. So if you don't love yourself right now, I can't do anything for you. Um, The people that call in aren't going to be able to do anything for you. Love yourself. Love yourself first because love is out there and we're all going to find it. I promise you. But if you don't love yourself, you are going to settle and it might be love, but mostly you're just going to feel empty. And what a sad life, regardless of what you think happens when, when you close your eyes for the last time, what a sad life just to feel nothing. I want you all to feel loved and have the best orgasms and be able to live your life with your best friend. And in order to do so, you have to be your best friend first. Oh my gosh. My therapist would be so proud of me right now. I can't wait to tell her all of this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to write um, on the Instagram page what are options that you think are the best ways to create space and distance between two partners. Um, but some just off the top of my head are joining a sports league. I know it's about to get cold and it's like cuffing season, but you really, really have to allot time for just your friends. Give your partner space to breathe. And for us codependent types, that's going to be especially hard, um, but do it. I'm telling you, future you is going to thank you. Create space. Um, I like Volo, DC Frey, Stonewall. Take classes. I took a belly dancing class with one of my girlfriends. It was so fucking fun. And I got to be around women that like really exalted their own bodies, like flaws, beauty and all. And it was so liberating. And I don't think I would have done that, honestly, if I were still with my ex. Make sure you're still doing fun things for you, things for you and your girlfriends. I think I became really, really just intertwined with his life. And again, I I think that was ultimately the downfall. Actually, the downfall was that he was a Scorpio, um, but also that (laughs) we didn't give each other space. Um, Also, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take. I'm going to ask you guys. I think it's pivotal 
for you to have sex, oh God, <laughs> you to have friends that are of the same sex as you. So I identify as a woman. I am a woman. I should have women friends, but I should also have male friends. So I want to date men for the time being. Honestly, it's the most toxic trait about me. Um, I want to date men. And honestly, my male best friends are so fucking ruthless. <laughs> They're fucking mean. And they will tell me when I'm being batshit or when I'm being annoying or when I'm looking into things too much or like when I'm reaching. And honestly, I need that because I love my girls. I love my girlfriends. But they will enable the fuck out of me. And you know your girl best friends are going to enable the fuck out of you. So just hold some... <sighs> Hold some honesty to yourself. Hold a hold a reflection that you can really see and peer into. And um, if you're not getting the full picture of yourself, get get different friends. Get more friends. Don't just throw your friends to the side. Jesus Christ. Um, also, it should be a red flag if your significant other does not have friends. I'm not talking about like a single friend. That's fine. But if they do not have friends because they're quote unquote too busy, run. Um, that was a red flag I saw and I should have taken most more stock into that. But I did not because I'm a dumb bitch. So don't be a dumb bitch like me. Okay, so because this is the first episode, um, I'm going to spill some tea on my dating life. I will never use my date's true names um, out of respect for them. And if you sly little bastards ever find out who I am, just keep it to yourself. Let's keep this fun. Um, and eventually, like I said, I want to have guests on the show and I'm going to make them sign NDAs. Just kidding. I don't know yet. Whatever. doesn't matter. Um, so let's start with um, a date by the name of Kevin. Kevin is a very interesting man. He is a financial broker, you know, finance bro. And he did a little cocaine here and there. Uh Imagine my shock when me, being a <laughs> somewhat small city girl, um, sees her date emerge from the bathroom with literal cocaine from his nose. Sorry that I suck that bad, Kevin, that you had to go <laughs> uh, snort a line in the bathroom of a tapas bar in D.C. Sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> that was the first red flag that I should have, like, I should have left, right? But I did not. And I think <laughs> that's good for y'all because it provides um, comedy for you. But for me, that was just, anyways. Um, so Kevin and I have our first date. He pays, obviously. And, um, we go our separate ways because I'm not a complete hoe. Just kidding. I totally am. I just didn't feel like sleeping with him on the first night. And um, I, I go home and he texts me 
had a great night with you, beautiful, like really sweet. Um, and I'd say like as a first date, it was really good. Oh, I'm sorry. I also should mention that he said I looked better in pictures and I'm not saying that to like get clout. He like basically said, no, God, that I look better in person. So basically he told me that my pictures were ugly <laughs> and he was just like, what, testing the waters? I don't know. The male species bewilders me truly. Like what, how am I supposed to take that? I look better in person. Uh, okay. Um, so do you, cause your pictures are fucking nine years old and you're like 20 pounds lighter. Anyways, doesn't matter. I thought that was kind of a weird compliment. So, um, besides the like complete dig <laughs> to how I looked and him just like doing a casual line of Coke, um, I thought it was a pretty good date. So we go on to date number two now and we go into Adams Morgan and we go to a few bars, bar hopping. And because I am a lady, I of course offered to pay. And he was so enchanted by that. And normally I would say women should abso absolutely never, ever pay. Um, I can't really speak on same sex relationships. I hope to get some of my friends on here and kind of pick their brain about that. But as far as heteronormative relationships, male, woman, I don't think a woman should ever pay, honestly. But I did um, because I <laughs> liked this guy and uh, I thought he's super handsome and obviously he was wealthy and there were he was meeting a lot of my uh, markers that I look for. So I pay and he's like so enchanted by that. Um, so take that as a note, ladies, if you want to just like absolutely rock a guy's world, offer to pay only and only if you see a serious, serious relationship stemming out of it. Again, another wrongdoing of mine. Did I seriously see myself dating someone who did coke recreationally? Not making a dig at anyone, you know, um, I, I guess it's fine. It's not really my thing. So no, no, I didn't. I, I think I was in a dry spell and I really wanted to fuck this guy is what it came down to. So I paid and he was so enamored with that. And we went on a third date. And the third date, we went to Mission. Lil Camp Mish. And that, again, should have been a red flag. Why it wasn't, you know... We, we're not going to judge on the show. We will condemn if you do like something unhealthy for you or like other people. But yeah, Mission is not a good date place, um, bottom line. So we go to Mission and <laughs> we get fucked up on their shitty, shitty margaritas. And at the end of the night, I'm like, okay, I really don't want to fuck you while I'm fucked up. I'm thinking this in my head, so I'm going to bounce. And I'm like, hey, Kevin, thanks for everything. Um, you're an absolute doll. I'm going to go home. He's like, great, let me get you an Uber. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks, babe. Hugs, kisses. I'm on the way home, and uh, the layers start coming undone. The unraveling starts beginning. He texts me and we both have iPhones. So it's like, it's 
text after text after text. And the first text was, I'm going to own this city. And again, I'm, we're both drunk at this point. So I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Kevin, you're so silly. What do you, what do you mean, sweetie? And he's like, I'm going to own the city. The elite that run it don't deserve it. And again, you know, <laughs> it's kind of sounding like vigilante, Batman. It's giving Batman, um, which again is fine. I know that's like a lot of young um, men's uh, idol. It, it was just a little weird after a date. So I'm like, oh, okay, go on. And the fact that I'm like even engaging with him, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Don't come for me. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, Kevin, go on. And he's like, the West is falling. The West is dying. And I'm like, in my mind, what the fuck? <laughs> this was my what the fuck. And I'm like, oh, you know, just O-H. And he's like, yeah, we, we really got to invest in the East. We got to invest in crypto. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to rule this city. And you're going to be the queen by my side in this dynasty. And he, I basically just imagine him like ripping his shirt in half, standing on a mission table, um, empty margarita pitchers in his hand, like beating his chest like King Kong. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, sweetie, that sounds fun. And I'm like, in my mind, in my drunken state, I'm like, how can I get this man to unspiral? Because like, he's just acting um, a little, little unhinged right now. So I do what any rational woman would do. And I send him a nude. And, you know, we have our like select nudes that are like, we're posed all sexy, like our most flattering angle. I'm like, like flexing my abdominal abdominal muscles as if I have any and like sticking my little booty out. Um, it's a fire nude. And I send it to him. And again, <laughs> I, although I have no one recording with me right now, I just feel uh, the judgment. I'm getting a lot of judgment. So <laughs> After I send the nude, he continues talking about how the West is falling and he's going to run DC and um, he's going to be the elite and he's going to make, he's going to bring ethics and morality and values to the table again. And it, it was just, it, it continued, the spiraling continued, even with the nude. Um, so again, a, a wasted nude, ladies. And you know how we feel about that. like. I can't use that nude again, at least with this individual. So yeah, I eventually get home and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to like put my phone on vibrate. Um, I don't really know how to manage this individual. And yeah, that was kind of the end of that saga. And then that next morning, um, he texts me. I wake up hungover as shit. I'm drinking water. I'm like trying to come back to life. And he, he texts me. He's like, hey, just look back at my text. Uh, sorry, that happens sometimes. I'm sorry. What? That happens sometimes? You spiraling about the West 
falling in civilization, like as we know it, like the space time continuum, like crazy shit that happens, sir. I am unwell. I am on SSR Rise, Depressed Club, where you at? Um, I get it. But that happens sometimes. I, uh, okay, so <laughs> um I I text I text him, I text Kevin. Um, haha, that's fine. I guess it happens to the best of us. Because again, I'm a dumb bitch for even entertaining this. Um, a few hours go by and uh, he says, hey, um, just wanted to let you know I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> so he breaks up with me. And um, in that moment, I'm not going to lie, I was hurt because I was like, what the fuck did I do wrong? But then like later digesting it, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, this is OK. I I'm fine to continue dating. Um and then here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Sunday evening, uh, this individual texts me again and says, hey, had an emergency call with my therapist. I think we can work it out again. <sighs> and that's uh, dating in the district, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's all from here. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited to grow this community. Uh, I want it to be uplifting. And I hope that uh, my uh, <laughs> dating uh, dating episodes really enlighten your day and make you happy because they're just pathetic for me at this point. So I love you all. Love is out there. Love yourself. Love your neighbors. And I will talk to you soon. Mwah. Okay, my love bugs, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to do this adventure with you. Um, please send me funny comments, funny questions, uh, dating ideas you have, horrible dates you went on, good dates you've been on. I want to connect with you guys. I want this to be a community outreach kind of thing. If you look in the notes section of this podcast, you'll see a way to record all of these messages to me and I'll be sure to go through them and pick up some of my favorites and interact with them in next week's episode. Okay. Thank you so much. Love y'all.